What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number three of the pod. Excuse the beeping of the dumpsters behind me. It's just something we kind of got to work with right now. But thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, on top of all the distractions with the trash can, garbage man, uh, I personally am dealing with a lot of distractions in my own life. Um, it's February 1st today. And to be honest, I have not had a very good 2021 so far. Uh, seasonal depression is kind of catching up. I'm getting swarmed with work, with the rainy season, uh, which I'm now in roofing. That's kind of why you don't really see me posting too much on social media about the personal training stuff. My main gig, uh, I drive around a lot and I get up on a lot of roofs. But anyways, uh, like I said, I kind of feel flustered and that's kind of what sparked this podcast right here. Anytime that I'm feeling flustered or that I feel a hard reset, I kind of like to reestablish my goals. And this is one system that I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to use the SMART goal system, S-M-A-R-T. And then I also want to want to go over my top five uh, motivational Kickstarters that I like to do for myself to kind of get a hard reset. And this is stuff that I like to prescribe my personal training clients throughout the years. Um, I know... A lot of these sound very simple, but you know, simple for one person might be extremely hard for another person. So it's just that matter of taking the first steps to get outside your comfort zone. So hopefully this stuff helps you out. I know it's helped me out in the past. So uh, let's get right into it. So let's actually start with my top five personal Kickstarters first. That way it'll kind of tie into the SMART goals uh, a little bit more specifically. So like I said, guys, it's been a weird month slash year slash time for your boy right now. Um, but one thing that you always know if uh, you've known me throughout my high school years is that I love water, a nice glass, cup, jug, gallon, hydro flask, whatever you want to do. Just give me some damn water. Um, but that is number one on my kind of Kickstarter list. Um, not enough people properly hydrate. And that's from my kind of personal observation, but then also in my four and a half, five years of personal training, I'd probably ask 90% of my clients, how much water are you drinking today? And out of that 90%, 85% of those people would say uh, maybe one bottle, maybe one cup, M maybe. So I usually follow that up with, well, what have you drank today? Oh, well, I had a extra large venti, whatever the sizes are, uh, Starbucks, or I had a extra large Pepsi with my lunch. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but if you are getting zero water, zero days per week, um, that's definitely going to be something that's going to be a detriment to your weight loss, your metabolism. And most times it's not a drink that is sustainable. Water you can pound whenever, wherever. I love it for a whole bunch of different reasons, but mostly because it cleanses your palate. It helps kind of flush out your toxins. You know, think about it. A lot of people say, oh, I don't like drinking water because I don't have to poop or pee, or I don't want to have to poop or pee. Guess what poop and pee is? It's your body excreting all of its toxins from the food that you ate um, and just whatever's in your system. So it's actually good to do that multiple peas, multiple poops per day. Not to get nasty, but I'm just being scientifical up in here. Um, on top of that, <clears throat> from a diet perspective, if you're trying to lose weight, more water helps you feel fuller because your body, uh, the carbs that 
uh, your body is holding is going to retain a lot more water. And on top of that, it's literally going to expand your stomach. So you're going to feel full. Uh, I'm not 100% on the backing of this science, but I'm pretty damn sure uh, pounding water is good for acne. Uh, I never had really bad acne, and I notice any time where I'm not drinking a whole lot of water, I break out. And probably since I hit puberty, I've always known that correlation. I don't know if uh, it's an old wives' tale and it's just something that I ran with, but I always just flush water because I also never just wanted acne. And then on top of that, I just love being hydrated. And then even when I became a trainer in 2015, I always recommended my clients drink at least a half a gallon. I know a gallon is, is a lot, honestly, but a half a gallon to a gallon and a half per day, depending on you know your physical output and how much you know you actually need throughout the day. But if you are somebody that has a fridge full of Gatorades, Diet Cokes, Cokes, Pepsis, milk, juice, everything but water, challenge yourself. Just try to drink water for only one day. If you could do that, try only a few days. Try only a week. I know multiple people that have just done a straight up kind of water cleanse. I wouldn't say it's a fast because they're still eating food, but they only substitute all the liquids that they normally drink for water. And I know for a fact, I'd say on average, I'd say seven to eight pounds because I know some people lost like four, five, six. I know some people lost 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 pounds just by substituting water for everything that they drink. Because think about it, milk, um, sodas, slushies, slurpees, all this stuff has sugars, has carbs, has fats in it. Water is zero, nada, nothing. But anyways, I will stop getting on uh, water's case or haha, <laughs> get it, water case. Anyways, uh, topic number two of my top five kind of Kickstarters. This is something that's very new to me blue light glasses now it's kind of awkward for me because i already wear glasses and contacts so you know to kind of have that extra third layer is just super fun for me but i have noticed when i do game or watch tv or watch a movie or play on the laptop longer than like a few hours a day my eyes definitely hurt and i always have a really hard time sleeping uh if i watch any, if I literally look at a screen after 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I am going to be up until at least midnight or one o'clock. I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, I do know what it is. It's the blue light. So blue light is basically this light that reflects off your electronic screens, iPad, TVs, whatever that you look at, unless you have one of those protectors. But uh, I just kind of experimented with these blue light blocking glasses, honestly, in just the last few few weeks. And I have noticed a huge difference in my kind of eye pain, you know, like eye socket pain when you've just been looking at your computer all day. Um, and on top of that, I sleep great and I fall asleep great, which is awesome because uh, I don't know if it's just like my brain replaying movies or TV shows that I just watched, but I toss and I turn and I'm kind of always going through like movie scenes or scenarios or dreams in my head. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's never really been a restful sleep. And uh, even my days like video gaming all throughout my childhood too, um, same rules applied, man. If I if I even looked at a screen past nine o'clock, like I'm not going to sleep until at least midnight, one, two. And uh, I have definitely noticed, I think right around, I wanna say four or five years ago, I just, I kind of caught on to that pattern and I would purposely only play video games during the day or watch TV during the day. And I try to like lay off it as much as I could at night. Um, but it's hard, man. We're in quarantine. There's not shit to do. I just want to watch some damn TV and lay down. I don't want to go on three-mile runs at 8.30 at night. <laughs> no, thank you.
So blue light blocking glasses. Um, I'm not sponsored by anybody yet, but uh, I got mine off Amazon. I think I got two for like 12 bucks. Uh, my wife got like eight pairs, man. She probably paid like $8 for eight total pairs. She's a smart shopper. But if uh, you are somebody who is struggling with sleeping, feel like you're spending way too much time on electronics and you just feel like addicted to electronics, like you just can't take your eyes off the screen, try out the blue light blocking glasses. Um, they kind of do have a weird discoloration, at least mine do, but they're totally worth it as far as helping your mental. Number three on my list of five is very important. Create a calendar for yourself. This works from the fitness aspect, the personal and the professional aspect. So I literally have one for almost every occasion. Uh, when I was working out or had the accessibility to work out in a gym, it would be a lot more structured as far as what I would do for my split. Um, for example, there were days or weeks where I would go, I would you know take Sunday off, I would go Monday, Tuesday on, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday on, and then Saturday, like a light half day. Um, but knowing that and having that scheduled out every week was awesome. And then even from a monthly aspect, you know, let's say you get stagnant because you're doing the exact same workouts, you could just take a look at the 30-day cash and just change something as far as movement patterns, um, cardio types, stretching, how you feel, things like that. And even from a personal standpoint, obviously for my work schedule, it helps me a lot because I go to multiple sites per day, meet with a lot of people. So it's nice to know, you know who I'm meeting with and when rather than just showing up and just winging it. Uh, I know a lot of people do that. I think it's kind of rude to show up to a place and just meet somebody and like not know any information about them, not, not even their name or anything. I always, you know, hey, it, my name is Ricky. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. That's what I like to do. Um, but yeah, there's there's so much success to be had creating calendar for yourself. That is one of the most underrated tools that I've ever used for anybody. It's so funny because every time I explain it to somebody, they go, yeah, no, I already know what I should be doing. And I go, oh, okay, cool. What'd you do the last 30 days? And they go, oh, man, I can't remember. Well, now you can remember with this. It's not about what's in front of you. It's about what you can look for behind you and adjust going forward. That's how you grow. You know, you gotta know, you gotta adjust, wiggle and move. Uh, so that brings me right into number four, moving forward and realizing that being stagnant is also moving forward because you're realizing, you're at least you're moving forward mentally. So again, you can do this in any aspect of life, but a lot of people get stuck on the, the either the what now like you hit your goals and it's a what now moment or you're just completely kind of just lost in the press because you tried to go for something, tried to go for a girl, tried to go for a job, tried to go for anything really, tried to you know lose weight and it just wasn't happening. It's okay. Just move forward. Just don't quit. A lot of people kind of just quit and mope and it's negative and they expect other people to do it for them and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to want a hand but it's not okay to stay down and just, you know, kind of expect, you know, everybody to do things for you. There's there's always going to be that push that you got to have for yourself and moving forward is always one of them. Uh, even me, like this podcast, I've been wanting to plan a podcast since I was like probably 19 or 20. I'm 25 now. Like granted, some things got in the way. I always knew it was going to happen, but, you know, it just took time. 
And granted, there's been plenty of people out there that have even approached me and been like, yo, where is the podcast, dude? You've had multiple kind of like uh, focus groups about it and multiple like even friends that I've talked about for hours on ends about topics and what we could record. And uh, it's nice that the time is finally here and always moving forward. Um, Just I know it's super cliche, but. It's just something that you always got to do. I know the times now are super depressing with you know COVID shutting everything down. The suicide rates are crazy. Businesses are shutting down all over the place. But just know that whatever situation that you were in, whether it was good, whether it was bad, you know, it's going to get better. It could get worse potentially, but it's going to get better. But the only way you're going to figure it out is if you move forward. So uh, that's, that's going to be number four. Number five, take ownership of your life from a fitness professional uh, personal aspect of it i think jocko willink has the book on extreme ownership my company had to read it a few years ago and i feel like when we did our numbers were at an all-time high because everybody was killing it everybody was kind of in that locked in mode of extreme ownership everybody was doing their job to its highest potential and what that really means is you can never find a way out a lot of times you know, when people don't take ownership of things, they blame the trainer, they blame the shitty coworker or the good coworker, and you're the shitty coworker that didn't do any work, but you're blaming them. Um, you are, you know, the spouse that is always blaming the other spouse for the kids making a mess and the mess around the house. When really, I mean, a lot of times, if you take ownership of it, whether that be you know, you fix the issue or you just communicate the issue that much better, uh, that goes a really long way. And I think specifically, a lot of people will relate with taking extreme ownership or at least taking ownership in general of their life with, you know, how they were treated the beginning of quarantine, you know, was your life made and, you know, you were able to kick back at, you know, your parents' house and, you know, you you know, work two hours a, a week, but then you ended up still getting the full compensation for unemployment. I mean, I'm not knocking you if you did, um, but you know, there's you guys, and then there are people out there straight up hustling, busting their ass, getting two, three, four jobs uh, just to kind of make ends meet, and uh, you know, they're happy about it. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, it's fine. But at the same time, you know, you're taking ownership of what you need to do. You know, you're not a bum on the streets just, you know, kind of laying there with the cup out, like, help me. You know, you're at least doing things, making things happen. Um, and that's taking ownership, man. And, and that's super respectable. I don't think enough people do that. Um, not even from a fitness perspective, like I said, like not even just taking ownership of the program and admitting fault when, you know, you're not hitting your numbers or, hey, did you stretch enough? Did you do enough cardio? Did you know, you do everything that you really needed to do. Because really, when you just have that thought, damn, did I? A lot of times, the answer is no. And that's what's going to motivate you to work extra, extra hard. Uh, Matt Frazier is, I think he's like the three, man, I don't even pay attention to CrossFit anymore. But he's probably by this time, the fourth or fifth in time in a row, world's fittest man or world's strongest or yeah, world's fittest man, I think CrossFit athlete. But uh, One of his sayings that really gets him going is, today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. 
And uh, I thought it was really cool when he said that in his documentary because I feel like that was definitely one of the quotes that got me through uh, a lot of my rough times, just kind of growing up and training, just digging it out, man, it sucks. But it was really cool to kind of see that we had similar things that motivate us. And, and really at the end of the day, that's all it is, is just being aware of who you are and, and, and what you do. And you are responsible for you at the end of the day. Your actions are you, a reflection of you. So make them good. Don't be a dick. Be, be a nice person out there. Um, but that is going to wrap up the top five. So I wanted to get those out of the way because those are my near and dear personal top five things I really think people can do. Let me recap them real quick. Water, get your damn water in. Get a, a hydro flask or carry a cool little bottle with you if you need to. Blue light blocking glasses. Don't be such a dork. Get off the computer. Take a walk. Get some fresh air and uh, rest your eyes. Get some good sleep with them too. Uh, create a calendar. So always write down uh, your workouts, your work day, your date nights, your got to drop kids off at X sport or X event. Um, and it's also nice to kind of look back on and be like, damn, look how productive I was. So that's always a good thing too. Always moving forward is number four. You know, that's kind of easier said than done. A lot of times people get stagnant with what they're doing and, uh, it's always nice to make sure that you're progressing in life because you know it's it's never it's never productive when you're 100% comfortable all the time. You know that you need to push yourself to to get anywhere you really need to go. The, if if you don't have a goal, make a goal because uh, I think Nipsey Hussle said it best: find your purpose or you're wasting air. Not to be negative or anything, but if uh, you're not really striving to better yourself, you're probably just watching and criticizing and hating a bunch of people and that's never good number five expect nothing take ownership of your life this is a, a huge piece and ever since uh the book came out and we reviewed it i've tried to take as much of that into my personal life as possible shout out jocko willink extreme ownership the book uh that was really awesome so wrapping up now i kind of just want to go over the smart goals the reason why i waited for those uh, it's because they're they're not really mine. They're very generic. Uh, I got them from my company. My company got them from another company. That company bought them from a company that creates acronyms. So uh, the SMART goals, very, very short, uh, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. This is in relation to goals, right? SMART goals. So when it comes to effective goal setting, you want to be as specific as possible so when it comes to fitness not just weight how much weight when do you want to lose it by how much stronger do you want to get how much muscle mass do you want to put on what size dress do you need to get into by when when is the wedding uh, measurable that kind of goes hand in hand but if you are <clears throat> let's say 10 pounds overweight it's 3500 calories to lose one pound you're losing 700, I'm sorry, 500 calories a day, seven days a week. That's going to take about one week to lose one pound. So you know in 10 weeks, you'll be down 10 pounds. Hopefully, that's your measurable. Now, attainable, again, they go hand in hand. These are all supposed to go hand in hand, but it's just little things that you can kind of keep tabs of. Attainable, it's not, hey, I'm going to lose as much weight as I can in two weeks and then... I'm just gonna stop the diet and then eat whatever I want again. No, you wanna make sure that you're doing it 
in a healthy manner and you can keep the weight off or keep the muscle on if you're going the opposite way. But, you know, from a scientific standpoint, backed by research, kind of like I said, 3,500 calories, one pound, you do the math there with macros and workout output, that's the attainable goal there. If it's a flexibility issue, mobility issue, how many times a week are you stretching? Are you foam rolling? Are you hypervolting? Are you doing yoga? Um, and that even goes into extreme ownership with the calendar and you know being specific and measurable in that sense. And it's I know it's kind of a big circle, but that's what it's all supposed to be. It's supposed to be nice, tight, cohesive, and realistic. The R. Be realistic with yourself, guys. You know, you're, you're not going to win the Arnold Classic next year, even if you take steroids. My boys, my boys injecting yourselves. We know you're big as shit, but be safe. Be realistic with yourself. You know, a lot of times when, uh, well, whatever, I won't even get into that. But like I said, be, be realistic when you're losing weight. You know, don't think that it's going to be, okay, guys, I've been walking on the treadmill and drinking my protein shakes for the last three days. Uh, I'm not down 15 pounds uh, like all those forums or all those Instagram posts said I would if I drank all that fit tea. And wrapping it up, you just want to hit all your goals in a timely manner, right? I know uh, I've kind of fallen victim of having the same goals for like years and uh, it is kind of funny when you really look at the calendar and you're like, oh wow, I have really not been repetitive, but you know, what is the goal? You know, to a certain extent, I know a lot of people, it's always the older 55 year old dudes that are always like, yeah, I've been coming to this gym for 15 years and I can do the whole stack on this machine right here. And it's always so funny because it's like, all right, cool. But like one, that doesn't do anything. And two, like what now, dude, like what else can you do? So always make sure that you guys are hitting your smart goals. You guys are doing your top five. Let's recap them. Smart goals, smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And my top five guys, recap them one more time. Water, the blue light glasses, the calendar. Always move forward and take ownership of your life. So that's going to be it for me today. A lot of talking. It's been a long one. But uh, yeah, I know every day these podcasts get a little tiny bit better, but I'm getting a little tiny bit more comfortable. So thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to uh, leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe, help any way that you guys can. And I'll see you guys in the next one.